wearing the bathrobe again. I, yeah, I, I, I don't care how many times you comment on it. I'm going to keep wearing it. It's winter. It's comfortable. And uh, I got nothing to live for. No, I'm kidding. Well, speaking of things I never thought I'd see two weeks, in, you know, see, you know, ever. I, I never thought I'd see you in a bathroom two weeks in a row, let alone one week period or ever. Uh, that's that's <laughs> what the pandemic has has uh, has done for the world. Well, I saw two beavers yesterday. <laughs> and I mean, actual like beavers that make dams and have tails. I and didn't stuff. think you meant anything else. <laughs> I just for the for the record, I want to state clearly, I did not think you meant anything else. But I think you, I think, I think you think, I think I did mean something. But anyway, the, it still stands. I saw Wait, beavers in the that desert. I think, do you think I think you did, dude? <laughs> the point remains. I saw beavers in the desert. That's all you need to know. Okay, beavers in the desert. What? What? Yeah, I saw um, along Rio Salado Nature Trail. Uh, just south of downtown, uh, I saw two beavers building something. Sounds like the beginning of a Tom Waits story. Well, <laughs> well, uh, no, I'm gonna do it. Before. Well, I saw saw two beavers. It sounds like yeah. It sounds like saying David Lynch would say in uh, the weather report he does daily, like, I was thinking about two beavers building a dam in Phoenix. It would be 55 degrees today. <laughs> like, that's how his weather report is every day. It's just like, I was thinking this morning of Chuck Berry, the father of rock and roll. Thinking of Giant Be Good. It'll be 55 degrees today, cloudy, but we might see some golden sunshine and blue skies along the way today. <laughs> um, uh, I imagine Tom Waits somehow ends with, um, if Tom Waits were to tell the story, it, it somehow end up about being hookers. Uh, but <laughs> uh, not necessarily. Well, and also in song, it would probably sound something like, <clears throat> I saw two beavers in the desert today when I was walking with a hooker. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he has one song from the 70s called Christmas Cards from a Hooker in Minneapolis. It's just... Dude. Charlie, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh no, not even I think. I don't know. It depends. Are we talking? I think uh, it depends what we're talking. Are we talking about the Electra Asylum years, or doing the Island years, or are we doing the Anti years? Either way, there, there are only hookers in the, the Asylum uh, um, years. years. Yeah, yeah. So, but. Uh, he's, I, that's my favorite. One of my favorite lines ever, though, is uh, "It's Charlie." I think about you every time I pass the filling station. 
I count all the grease you still wear in your hair. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna use this opportunity to get the show started now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the fork. The uh, gentleman I, in the I, bathrobe with the gruff voice is Jared. Well, and the person who I think is not amused by my spot-on Tom Waits impression uh, is is Jason. And you can <laughs> find Jason at Jason E. Kyle, K-E-I-L, on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> um, you can find uh, Jared... Um, at LTD underscore engagement on the Twitter, drop the underscore like it's hot on the um, Instas. You can email us at whattheforkpod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at whattheforkpod along with Instas. And please um, comment, rate, review. Um, Jared reads um, all of it. Um, and... I do, and uh, he needs and it, he needs some acknowledgement. He, you know, he needs validation in his life. So, um, if you'd be so kind as to say nice things uh, in Jared's way uh, towards Jared, uh, he would really appreciate that. He needs it. <laughs> tell him, tell him how great. His Tom Waits impression is. That's what he wants to hear. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, 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 I have to admit at this point that I'm still just thinking of more great lines from from that song. Uh, which you know, to to hear it in its original glory, it, it's it's and it's it's you know topical. It's it's seasonal. It's yeah. uh, Christmas cards from a hooker in Minneapolis, yep. off of. Um, is that one that one is off of Blue Valentines, I want to say. Yes, it's off of Blue Valentines, which is also a great song. Yes. She sends me Blue Valentines. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you if you've seen the movie. but I haven't, actually. Don't. It's good, <laughs> but you'll just feel sad and dirty afterwards but uh <laughs> don't take us back to our talk about masturbation no uh, you mean the one that you added yeah I, <laughs> yeah which will be featured if you're a patreon subscriber if you want to hear us talk about jack off at your bonus episode <laughs> Uh, yep. and if you'd like to donate, uh, please read the sh- <laughs> to support great content. Like that. <laughs> great content, and and also to pick up a uh, some what the fork merch. Uh, check out the links in the show notes. Uh, read the go. show notes um, because um, Jared's because not rolling. Writing, <laughs> I'm writing the show notes just for the people that read them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the people who are not, you're shell luck. <laughs> I am a bad Jew, so I could be wrong, but I do believe it's the first night of Hanukkah. Um, I believe you're correct, sir. So, happy Hanukkah, folks. So, by the uh, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, uh, it would be the fifth day, I think. So, 
Oh, yeah, by the time it comes out. Yeah. That's true. Um, Anyhow, I haven't, I haven't celebrated Hanukkah in 20 years. If it makes you feel any better, I haven't celebrated Hanukkah in 42 years. <laughs> it does not actually. <laughs> so, no matter uh, what, I'm always going to be more Jewish than you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be helped. <laughs> Did you guys um do any decorating for for Christmas and whatnot? Uh we um well we we do um we do live in a very as I'm sure you know, we live in a very um a Jewish neighborhood. Uh so we leave it at the wreath and that's it. Uh, inside though, uh, we do have a Christmas tree with ornaments, uh, that my youngest takes down a lot. Um, and you know, got the, uh, tinsel, the holly and, and the lights. That's really by it. I actually, I, I've always enjoyed Christmas lights and I have, uh, I have them up year round actually. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit about the holiday. I just like the lights. Yeah. Well, we would probably, I like them too. And I would probably take my oldest to see them. Um, but he gets carsick. Uh, and, uh, so he's gone, he's been afflicted with carsickness this year. Uh, so, Mm -hmm. uh, he would probably be ralphing, uh, uh, Ralph off ralphing all the way home. So it'd just be awful. <laughs> he he went to the dentist and yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday or Tuesday. He went to the dentist. Uh, uh, Kristen took him to the dentist and he um, he ralphed on the way there. Uh, wow! And, and uh, she texted me to tell me, and I said, "Well, it's the dentist problem now." <laughs> so <laughs> no one was amused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you retold it because I was amused. Oh, I did used to live in that in your neck of the woods, and and I have to say, I, I I never felt like a worse Jew than when I was driving around town, uh, seeing all the Hasidim uh, walking around town or or uh, or over at the uh, at the frozen yogurt place. That's just. Have I told you that story? I'm sure I must have told you that story at one point. I think I told it on limited engagement. I was out uh, running one day, you know, during uh, during the Sabbath, and uh, this this family kind of accosted me um, as I was on my way home. And they're like, "Please, can can you help us? We have uh, the fan going in our home, and it's on too high, and it's rattling, and and we can't because because." Uh, strict Hasidic Jews they can't touch any light switches or anything electrical or anything like that um, during the Sabbath from from sundown on Friday until I think sundown on Saturday Saturday whatever like I said bad Jew anyway um, so so they asked if I could help them and I went into these these you know strangers home and uh, and and uh, lowered the setting on the fan. I felt like uh, uh, a real mensch. It was uh, <laughs> it was a major mitzvah for me. I felt uh, I felt very good about it. 
I, like, you should. No problem, other Jews. <laughs> you guys did the the holiday family photo thing this year. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did photos yesterday. That's where we. Uh, how we managed to see beavers because uh, you went to uh, part. Were they shot in the desert? Uh, by the you know how like below the Salt River, like just south of downtown, there's this like like walking hiking trail. Yeah. Um. So we went along there, and uh, there's like a lagoon. Like as you park, and there are two beavers in the lagoon with the ducks, and they're just building things. Yeah, yeah. It's and I just was like, Beckett, there's a beaver right there. And I'm like, what's a beaver? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, of course, I had to educate my son on beavers. <laughs> And dams. And dams and <laughs> You know, I I didn't expect to have the talk on beaver so soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we... that'll happen. Yeah, it, it does. It it, it comes you know <laughs> It's a talk for another time. It's a talk yeah, I, I just didn't really expect to have this talk today, you know. Uh you know, that so soon in his life, but, um, let alone, you know, but I mean, let alone one beaver, it would be okay seeing one beaver, let alone two. I mean, that's something. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) One beaver, sure, but two, that's something. Two, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> remember that one time we saw two beavers yeah that was pretty great yeah <laughs> and the whole oh, time man. and like we had dinner afterwards and the whole time it's just asking about beavers like, <laughs> Beaver this well, and beaver that. <laughs> Just... <laughs> you know, let's let's talk about the show. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so we're um, you know, no, we're talking about uh, uh, chapter fifty uh, of. Uh, episode 11 of the fourth season of The Good Place. Uh, that was a sentence. Chapter 50 of episode 11 of season four of The Good Place. You know, dude. <laughs> I'm going to take this over now. So, go the for description it. description of this show <laughs> is uh, it's called Mondays, Am I Right? By the way. And uh, it says, while the humans search for, for test candidates, Michael trains a group of architects. Eleanor doesn't want Chidi to learn too much about her past. Anything? Nope. Nobody knows squat. What the here is going on? We haven't had any new humans to torture in like a week. I miss it. I know. I got so desperate this morning, I tried flattening an eggplant. It's just not the same. Hey, skin tax. Special meeting. About what? 
I don't know. Probably your dad's stinky sack. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not more sexual harassment training. We just did that. And I'm already so good at it. Whoa! All right, we got him! <laughs> I've used that joke before. You have? I have. It's a hack joke, but I, I, I get a kick out of it. So anytime we have to do some sort of sexual harassment training at work, I'm like, how to do it? I already know. <laughs> the first step to knowing you have... sexually harass? <laughs> the first step to solving the problem, I guess, is... Uh... <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible hack joke. And Recognizing you have one. <laughs> Uh, I am not that guy. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not exactly what's happening here. The bad place is going to be changing, and I'm, well, I'm kind of your boss now. He's joking, right? I'm afraid he's not. Things are changing. Michael and I are actually going to be we're, 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 we're working together. Ugh. Oh, I hated that. I hated saying it, hated how it felt, hated all of it. You, you all have been hand-selected to be the very first bad place architects who will learn the new system. Why do we need a new system? Torture works. It's the way it's always been done. With all due respect, it's the way it's always been done is an excuse that's been used for hundreds of years to justify racism, misogyny. Exactly. See, this chick gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Torture works, said no one. Ever. <laughs> Except the people who have. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's the first thing I thought. Was, unless you're like, unless this is the fictional world of uh, Agent uh, uh, um, Jack Bauer and the show is called 24, torture does not work. Ever. Uh Anyway, that's all I had. I didn't. I did enjoy um, Mark Evan Jackson's. Is that his name? Yeah. Evan, whatever the guy who hosts the Rival podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, his um, <laughs> our competition. <laughs> they they know we're we're coming for them. Um, <laughs> that's he's anyway. obviously scared. He's like, oh sh, like. The show's done. I don't have to podcast anymore with these motherfuckers right here. <laughs> they're still going at it. And now they're like, um, and just think of like how threatened he felt when we were doing 9-9. He's like, oh shit, they're doing all my shows now. Why haven't they fucking called? Yeah. So, why, when am I going to be the special guest? You know what, Mark Evan Jackson... What the fork pot at gmail.com, motherfucker. We're ready for you. You're He's welcome like, anytime, I was, sir. I was going to write you guys until I, until you called me a motherfucker. No, I don't want to write you guys. I don't want to, listen, I'm sick of him bitching, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I enjoyed his, his w- 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 working together. <laughs> it was great. 
in the bad place, and the three of us have a very important job. To find out which former U.S. presidents were secretly gay. No. Okay, fine, bye. Sure, but also, while Michael is trying to get the architects trained, we're supposed to find the first 1,000 humans to take the test. People who will just sail right through it so we can build confidence in the system. So what are the criteria? Should it be people with the highest point totals or overcame the greatest hardship? I think we just start with the gimmies. The very best people who ever lived. So, evil can evil. Kool-Aid man, mini-me, DJ Jazzy Jeff, a genie. So we can wish for infinity people. Jason. Sure, throw me in there too. Also Fat Bastard, the world's most interesting man. Pikachu, Karate Kid, Wendy from Wendy's, Grumpy Cat, and the GPS lady that tells you where to drive. <sighs> Feels like a good stopping point. Let's call it a day. Come back fresh tomorrow. Great job, everyone. What? Okay, I need to Which stop here. Which of those people do you agree with? Okay. Well, I think it was meant to be a joke because it came out of Jason's mouth. But DJ Jazzy Jeff is actually well, a good person. I believe he's still alive. Yes, he's still alive. He's a good As person. As is the Karate Kid. Yes. and Right. But, dude, so here's what I'm trying to say. Let's stay focused. Oh, DJ okay. Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, good person. Great producer. Still, he's not. I, I think it meant it as a joke, but I, I would argue that he you're, is, you're for it. You think DJ Jazzy Jeff should go to the good place? He, well, it, yeah. I mean, he's um, he's produced stuff with uh, like with the Roots. I mean, I mean, Will Smith aside, um. Summertime, you know, being this, the great single as he's worked with The Roots. Uh, he's worked with um, Mac Miller. He's worked with um, Jill Scott. Uh, he's just, um, he's worked with Lee Quelly. I mean, he's just, he's a good producer. And uh, I just, um, and you as Simpsons fan should know, he was, um, in the uh, Simpsons Sing the Blues album. <laughs> yes. Did you know this? Yep, that gem, yeah. Yeah, Deep, Deep Trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you, wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to tell me you've never heard the Simpsons album? No, I have. Of course I've heard okay. the Simpsons album. Okay. And, you know, yeah, Simpsons Sing the Blues. There's also, I believe, songs in the key of S. Yep. Um, okay, I'm just making sure. Because I had that, I had that, I had that cassette. I knew how to do the Bartman one time. I, I also had that on cassette, actually. Yeah. Um, do you pop that in the cassette player once in a while? Or? I don't have it anymore. Okay. So, well, you can come over and when this is all over. And you we can, can do a socially distance, uh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know what would be excellent? As what? if you stood outside my apartment with a boombox overhead. <laughs> While doing the Bartman. The Simpsons sing the blues. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that shit down, nerd! <laughs> What's what's going on here? I don't understand. <laughs> oh man. 
Um, but anyway, continuing on, uh, you know, the, his list is, is pretty funny. Uh, Kool-Aid man, Hmm. Pikachu, (laughs) like, uh, half the characters of, uh, an Austin Powers movie. (laughs) Maybe fat bass. Uh, I, I do absolutely agree that, uh, Grumpy Cat should be there though. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I know all dogs go heaven, but cats go too, right? I was on a Zoom meeting the other day for work, mm-hmm. and I had it was one of the rare times that Susu was sitting in my lap. So I had the um, the, the the camera trained on Susu because she's you know of the two of us, she's the the better looking one. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, and and one of one of my coworkers called her Demon Spawn. And I, I got to tell you, I was ready to quit right there. Like, you yeah. take that back. That, yeah, whatever. Susu is a freaking cat angel. Okay, Janet's passing out the file on Tahani Al-Jamil, who volunteered to be today's test subject. So take a look, and then we'll get going. They don't seem very enthused. This may be a tougher challenge than I thought, like when I tried to teach Taylor Swift how to dance. The longest four years of my life. We're uprooting the entire bad. Okay, so what's really the joke there? Because as has been previously mentioned, I'm only tangentially familiar with 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 Taylor Swift. Is she not a dancer? No, she's a singer, dude. No, I know. She's I got know. a new album coming out today, by the way. Tonight. I with, yeah. again, I'm aware of who she is and what she does, okay. but I don't. My assumption is uh, as. Uh, as someone who's heard a couple of her songs and I think owns one of her albums uh, and is a citizen and you pop culture consumer. What's that? I said, you think you own one of her albums? Oh, I, I'm pretty sure I do. Uh, well, Kristen does, not me. Um, but as someone who like lives on this earth and consumes pop culture, um, I, I do know, yes, who Taylor Swift is. Uh, whether or not she knows how to dance, uh, I do not know, but... Um, I don't think that was really the joke. The joke was that it took her four years to teach someone how to dance. Well, I yeah, I I I think that the the joke would have been uh, would have connected better with me if I was aware of whether or not Taylor Swift was a quality dancer. I think you could have put in anyone. Uh, I think it, it just Taylor Swift was a good target. So, uh, it's like that time I taught Jared Duran how to dance. It was yeah, the see, longest four years of my life. First of all, I, I, I've, I've got like the 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 skills of an of a decrepit Barishnikov. Um but uh, <laughs> don't insult, don't uh, uh, insult, uh, don't insult Barishnikov. I was insulting myself. I said, "I have never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dissect the joke because if it wasn't, ne- it, like, go on. And anyway, um, it, it has to be a known name, and I think it's funnier if it's a known name and you know the person has subpar dance skills. Like, um, it's like that time I taught Tony Danza how to dance. It was the longest four years of my life." That Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yeah. 
See, but I actually think Tony Danza knows how to dance because he's like a Broadway, he's been on Broadway for a long time. So, yeah, I, you know, he's a talented guy. Yeah, I mean, nothing he, against Tony Danza. Oh no, nothing against him. He's right uh, up there with DJ Jazzy Jeff. Dude, what did I tell you? Do not insult. <laughs> do not insult Jazz. How is that an insult? I, dude, you're just walking on thin ice right now. Okay. <laughs> Play system. And these architects are set in their ways. It's going to take a lot of work, but the work is the fun part, guys. So, no matter how long it takes, we'll see it through and usher in a better, brighter future. Screw this. I'm not working for a traitor. Phil out. That's my name, Phil. Oh, Phil, hey, come on. Buddy, I personally chose you based on your innovative work in the performative wokeness department. Wow. Way to mansplain my own department to me. And I'm triggered. <laughs> oh, man. What a legend. Ooh, who are you reading about? Me. I ruled on Earth. I siphon so much gas, Eleanor. Even if the car was moving or on fire or a boat, I still always got that gas. Oh, man. I never thought about the fact that we could look up our own files. Yeah, I printed out all of ours. I love you, okay? Oh, the words are nice, but the tone is scary. We're in love, and everything's great. And if we want to keep it that way, you have to promise to never, ever, ever read my file. Okay. If you don't want me to, then of course I won't. But nothing in there can ever change how I feel about you. Uh, you say that now, but... You don't know what I did on Halloween 2013. What did you do on Halloween 2013? Oh, I don't remember, but it must have been bad because the next morning I woke up in a large Rubbermaid container in some family's basement and I barfed all over their old photo albums. Yeah, see, that's the look we're trying to avoid here, bud. <laughs> I don't need to read your file. Do you know what I did on Halloween 2013? Uh, was it remarkably similar to what Eleanor did? <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> I went to was see it even mildly similar? No, I went to see Father John Misty at the Crescent. <laughs> so I know I'm going to hell. Yeah. So um I did not <laughs> see Father John Misty on Halloween twenty thirteen. He he yelled someone who was using a cell phone to take a picture of him. Which I mean that just seems like such a douche. I think that's like the thing, is like He's like he is a douche. Um, I like that's his stick, right? I don't know. Uh, but I'm curious. I is would you be cool with your partner reading about everything that you did before they met you? No, I wouldn't. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Would you? Yeah, I don't see why not. I got nothing to hide. You, okay. I mean, I don't got anything to hide, but, like, you know, I don't, dude, I don't know. I just. I, I personally think that that's a good, you know, if, if they hear about every stupid thing I've ever done and they still want to be with me, you know, you got to trust that. Well, I've, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, have, like, a stay of the relationship conversation here, but, uh, like, before we got married, we, you know, had talks about, you know, things that we've done in the past. I mean, 
It's not like... Uh, like that that time you shot a man in Reno just to watch him die? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was... There's that, and then... Uh, there's the other time where I shot, you know, my... Shot my girlfriend uh, on All Souls Day, you know. Like and then Burns. the other time that you shot the sheriff, but you, you didn't kill the deputy? No, I, oh, I didn't shoot the deputy. I, I mean... Right. Yeah. So... No one knows what happened to the FBI. I don't know if he lived or died, uh, but it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) But we know they were shot, and you didn't shoot him. Yeah. So, I mean, so, but, uh, yeah, that, I I keep that, uh, how you know this, I I mean, did you you have my file? Yeah, it's it's remarkably uh, uh, it, it it reads like like lines from uh, pop songs. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy, crazy stuff. No, um, no, I I'm pretty sure that I've discussed pretty much every good and bad thing I've ever done with Kristen. Uh, and well then, it it seems like you should be fine with her reading your file. I guess I just I don't. I, it's um. You've well, this whole episode is like uh, chasing Amy. Uh, you know, finger cuffs. Exactly. Like that's what it's about. It's like the insecurity that comes with uh, um, like the insecurity that comes with like uh, someone who's done more bad shit than you or something, you know, and that's, I don't know. I, uh, I, my feelings about that are that you, you should, and and I, I say this as the uh, as the uh, single guy sitting in his bathrobe um, that the that that you should uh, feel comfortable sharing everything. And if there's something, the thing is that sooner or later something is going to come up. And if it's something that is going to be a relationship killer. It was it was gonna happen one way or another. But I don't have anything like that's a relationship killer. But you know, like to have some mystery. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna dispute that. Mystery is is good, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I, um, you know. And as we're we're going to learn, there's the the thing is that. Well, I, we can talk about it as we get the cheese part. Like, do you not think that this episode is like a cleaner version of the movie Chasing Amy? Like this this plot line. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen. Chasing Amy. Um, but like, 
you know, with the gist of it being that there's something in uh, the uh, um, Joy Lauren Adams, right? In yeah, her past um, that Ben Affleck can't get over. I yeah, I can I can definitely see the comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean it ends far better. About. Yes, it <laughs> ends far better. I, that's that's sort of what I'm getting at, though. Is is that if I don't think you get anything out of attempting to hide your past from somebody, um, because a it's gonna come out somewhere eventually and i i would rather it be that they heard it from me than from some other source right uh and also if if it was going to be uh, a deal breaker it, it would be no matter what whenever mm. it comes out yeah. so i think that it is i think that it, the better policy is to get all these things out on the table um, before you get too enmeshed in each other's lives. Yeah. Well, I've, I got the deal breakers out of the way. We got the deal breakers out of the way before we got pretty serious. So, but I mean, no one, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you, you told her that you didn't like Mochi and she married you anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Told her that I hated Bon Jovi, and here we are, still going strong. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, to be uh, to be fair, I, th- I think that that's an important conversation to have right off the bat. You know how, how I feel about Bon Jovi. Who, well, not not just how your feelings about Bon Jovi, but in particular, uh, you know, the question of who is your favorite son of New Jersey. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you could go Sinatra, Mm -hmm. um, Springsteen or Bon Jovi or Philip Um, Roth, but let's stick to music. music. Uh, and I mean, in that answer to me, the only acceptable answers are Sinatra and Springsteen. That's true. That's true. It just it just goes without saying. Bon Jovi should never even enter the conversation. No, if if there's a clear preference for Bon Jovi, I mean that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we are not living on a prayer. No, um, and that's the only Bon Jovi that pops into my head right now. <laughs> you heard he covered the Pogues, right? Oh yeah, I heard he covered the Pogues, and I heard he uh, he edited that line. Uh, I see. I haven't even. I, I'm just. I can't. I, as tempted as I was to click on it, I, I, I just read it. about it. I didn't. I didn't actually listen to the thing. Uh, but you know, uh, Nick Cave in his uh, Red Hand Files, he somebody asked him about because the BBC uh, censored that line. When they played that, yeah, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna repeat the line, but I still think it's a great song. It's one of the the greatest, not just holiday songs of all time, but one of the greatest songs of all time. Right. 
Um, and I, I, I side with Nick Cave on it. It's like I, I would, you know, the, you have to look at something in context and you have to look at something uh, as, as a piece of art. And if you're making the decision to censor somebody's art, you know, it would be it would be better to just not play the song than to edit that line out. Agreed. Um, agreed. Anyway, I I just I you know this is the only thing I'm gonna for, say any further on the subject. I you, there. You. I, I the point at which cancel culture loses me is the um, the reassessing of uh, you know the reassessing of art in contemporary terms. Um, Because honestly, if we judged everything that's ever been created to be heard or seen uh, or read, you know, in the entirety of, of uh, you know, since humans have, have created creatively, uh, we'll lose everything eventually. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't want to get into a big discussion of it, but that's that's my my stance on it. Anyhow, word. Let's get back on into the show. Wait to spend eternity with you. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of work to do here, and then we both have to pass the test. But eventually, we're going to be together forever. You have and to read my file right now. What? I'm confused. Is this a game? Is it a sex game? Somehow. I can't risk it. What if we spend half of eternity together and then you find out something that does change the way you feel about me and then you resent me for wasting half your eternity? No, it's better we just rip the band-aid off and you read about all the bad stuff now when we're hot and heavy. Okay, yeah. I'll read your file. Can I finish reading about Oscar Schindler first? That's <laughs> who I gotta follow? The list guy? You and I are so screwed, dude. After as many attempts as it takes, if your human passes the test and proves that they deserve to go to the good place, you'll hear this sound. Good place, here I come. She this didn't see all that great. movie, did she? Who do we have to thank for uh, Well, yeah, I mean, probably not so much. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, to, not not to get us too deep back into the prior discussion, but um, I again think that that that's that's an important point, um, and I don't know that everybody maybe looks at it this way or or stops to consider things. But when you have like fallen for a person, it's who they are in this moment. And, you know, you, your feelings are built off of who the person is now. And that kind of goes to my point of the stuff, the shit that came before really shouldn't matter so much. Because all of it, the good and the bad, is what made you who you are at this point in time. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just talking about Schindler's List, dude. Like, no, I realize that you're talking about Schindler's List, but I'm talking about about what Chidi was saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's, I, the, it's I, the whole point of the episode. <laughs> In my opinion, it's the whole point of the episode is whether, you know, is, is, you know, that our, our person whom we are with is the person that they are now, mm-hmm. which is the sum total of everything that they have ever been. And if you are in love with the person as they are now, then you have to be accepting of what they have been. I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, the- <laughs> I love you no matter what, Jared. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, then I have some things to tell you, Jason. Uh- <laughs> I know there have been other hosts before me. <laughs> they've left you, and <laughs> I don't care. Anyway, this this is not going to be a good podcast if I just say stuff, very you, profound, poignant stuff, and you're like, yeah, that's right. But I agree. No, no, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. But I only stopped the tape because I wanted, I was not necessarily making a joke about Oscar Schindler, but that movie, he, like, he's not. You know, the mo- <clears throat> he's not the most upstanding fellow in that movie. No, he's not. The character. Anyway, this this I'm this, I'm just this podcast. This episode's coming off the rails, man. It's coming right off the rails. I'm gonna go back to doing my Tom Waits impersonation. No. <laughs> That'll bring it right back on track. Uh. Anyway, yeah, no, Schindler, Schindler, not a great guy. Uh, yeah, his 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 stuff motivated not so much out of the most altruistic sense, but you know, to be fair, again, would that be enough to uh, justify him getting into the good place? Was it's his motivation corrupt? Pretty much, it's the equivalent of Chick Fil A not donating to anti LGBT. LGBTQ um, uh, anti uh, charities, uh, not because um, it's the right thing to do, but because they want they want more they want liberals to buy chicken. Yeah, I still I, I still have not ordered a, a thing from them since uh, since that initial news came out. There's too much of a taint it's tainted chicken, <laughs> and and you're vegetarian with, with hatred. Well, you know, as as we've mentioned, I've I've been lax here and there lately. Yeah, you know? I, um, I just don't. Yeah, I don't see but, you um, breaking. You know, breaking your veggie uh, streak uh, to get some uh, sweet sweet to get nugs. some hate chicken. Some hate chicken. <laughs> some hate chicken. <laughs> yeah, what's this there's it's this this chicken is delicious there's there's just there's an extra ingredient in there that i i can't quite put my finger on it's, it's the, the hate. hate oh that's it it's hatred <laughs> hatred is the secret spice 
<laughs> Chick-fil-A. Taste the hatred. <laughs> Can I get some hate sauce? <laughs> Wash yeah, it down like with to, some hatred. Uh, I'd like that the the uh, uh, the number one with extra hatred. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Could I get some fried bigotry with that? Mm. Chick Fil A, more like Chick Fil A. <laughs> oh, that didn't. <laughs> That sounds too close to the... Yeah, yeah, I I realized that now, but... And now all I can picture is the Hateful Eight, but with chicken. (laughs) 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 Bouch! Oh no! It's the it's the Chick Fil A. Papa. Oh man! Uh, I'm gonna hit play. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> Effortlessly implementing it. Whoever it is, I think we can all agree it was a home run. It was me. Okay. Bye, everyone. Sweet Hitler's hairpiece. Is this movie finally over? It's basically over. Just one little... It's simply the test. Get a plan of the test. I think we just... Okay, so, thoughts? Yeah. This all sounds so lame. <laughs> we, um, can't, we can't let that go by. No. commenting on that. No. Uh, I, I mean, it's, the joke is... Solid. Uh, as someone who sat through many a corporate training video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But uh, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Simply the test. Better than other tests. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite corporate training video? Oh, there's, there's, there's not a good one. I have, I have sat through, through my, again, also my fair share of them, and it's not, uh, it's, it, they're never good, not a one. Yeah. There was, when I worked at a large insurance company, uh, with a, a spokesman named Jake. <laughs> <laughs> way, way to way to keep it uh, on the on the DL. Yeah, um, we had to go through an orientation where we had to answer questions, and uh, the biggest uh, I was the only person who knew that uh, their jingle was written by the uh, Barry Mallow. Uh, <laughs> I have my father thank for that one. <laughs> That is terrible. It is truly awful. And uh, in the in the mid nineties, when I worked at a uh, at a twenty four seven greasy spoon chain of restaurants, uh, whose name rhymes rhymes with Lenny's. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just 
uh, just uh, flawless uh, cover up. Well, you know, um, they were the restaurant. We are it, not sponsored by Lenny's. No, uh, or <laughs> uh, nor will we ever. No. Um, but you, you know, like in the like early nineties, they were um, they were accused of discriminating against uh, customers, and their answer to this was um, one putting in every menu that or any piece of paraphernalia that Denny's does not discriminate. Uh, oh, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Denny's. Um, but uh, they put together um, training videos uh, to for people to recognize um, uh, what discrimination was and how it could appear uh, to customers. And uh, they... Uh, it just came off so. I mean, I. It's a pretty serious subject, but the way they came across in these videos, uh, you couldn't help but like not laugh. Um, just at the acting. Uh, that was uh, the acting in those things is the worst. I've always yeah. wondered, you know, what what kind of uh, circumstances have have led a person to being an actor in corporate training videos. Yeah, it just, um, yeah, it just, um, like, we're supposed to, like, approach a serious subject here and then, uh, just to have someone who probably has done a month of community theater just (laughs) (laughs) unconventionally, uh, unconvincingly share a powerful message. (laughs) Um, it's, it's, again, it's like every, every sexual harassment training video that i've i've been through it's um it's it's always these the over the top lecherous uh you know like worst possible human being and you watch those videos and you're like yeah i I don't think uh anything like that would actually ever happen yeah (laughs) because it's it's not even sort of uh subtle no it's it's bad it's just really bad but mm-hmm. over the top terrible acting yeah terrible, terrible acting if you're listening and simply uh, the worst <laughs> <laughs> it if couldn't get any worse but it did i was thinking the golden period of this, uh, <laughs> this episode <laughs> Charlie, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Living on 9th Street. <laughs> Bubba Dirty Bookstore on Euclid Avenue. I, I'm starting the video again. We're, we're done. <laughs> no, it's the current system that's lame. It's so basic. You get a human's file, and let's be honest, you never even read it. You just skip to the fears and phobias section and use that to torture them. Fear of snakes? Throw them in a snake pit. Worried something's going to happen to your normal cylindrical penis? (laughs) Flatten it. This new way allows you to test their specific psychological flaws and weaknesses. And trust us. They have plenty. Hey! Sorry. I'm in some mode. Guys, this is your chance to be part of a bold new future. You telling me there's not one single demon who wants to design the very first sample test of this new system? 
Oh, there is. And she's a stone-cold fox. Vicky? When, when she entered the room, my first thing was, Vicky! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot I like in this episode, um, but I do like Vicky's storyline in this. Uh, there's uh, see that's interesting i i like this episode but i found myself having not a lot to say about it everything i had to say was in commentary in my head anyway about you know the the cheating and eleanor situation mm -hmm. but well it's 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 the it's because the cheaty eleanor storyline is the dominant storyline in this episode it's that's what I just find tremendously lame about this episode. It makes it feel like this is a filler. And it right. is. Like, it's just. It's, it's interesting that uh, because you're right. I mean, it's it's kind of inconsequential. And, and the thing is that there was no real, real reason to do it because we already always knew that. You know, Chidi and Eleanor were meant for each other. It seems like an odd place to have this, because it, it really slows the pace down, and they've only got a few episodes left. So it's mm -hmm. kind of, it is kind of odd placing it, something with this kind of story and pacing so close to the end. Right. It's the calm before the finale. Yeah. It has its moments, though. And this, I mean, this is oh, certainly one of them, I think. Yeah. What are you doing here? Relax. I heard about the new system. I love it, and I want to be a part of it. Forgive me if I'm a little skeptical, given that you did once try to sabotage my entire neighborhood. Look, after you blew me into goo, I had a lot of time to think while my goo was reforming. <laughs> if things are going to change, then I have to change along with them. And sure, change can be scary, but I'm an artist. Which means it's my job to be scared. All right, fine. Take a seat. <laughs> Janet will give you Tahani's file. Oh, no, I don't, I don't need her file. I know Tahani very well. Self-obsessed, family issues, way too into being tall. Typical Vicky throwing shade. But it doesn't matter, because I'm casting it. Because I'm closer to the sun. I'm tall. <laughs> oh, no. I knew it. You hate me now. What did it? A time I was subpoenaed by the Make-A-Wish Foundation? <laughs> no. Oh, I knew what it was. In my defense, I didn't realize he was my boyfriend's twin until halfway into hooking up with him. And at that point, you know, it's a sunk cost. I don't hate you at all. I mean, you were dealt a pretty tough hand. You essentially had to raise yourself, but you were still more confident and self-possessed at 13 than I ever was. I mean, seeing your whole life all laid out like this, it's, it's remarkable. Okay, so you still love me. You're still horny for me, blah, blah, blah. Then what's wrong? I'm not good enough for you. Look at my file. It is one-tenth as long as yours because I did nothing with my life. Yeah, we're very different, but we already knew that. Why are you freaking out? You're cool, confident, cheaty now, remember? I am confident about my feelings for you. I am also confident that I am a damn drip, and you deserve to be with someone who's not. Like Nicholas, the fireman that you dated back in 2009, he rescued people from burning buildings and he was so hot. Oh, Nicholas the fireman. 
Mmm, Nicholas. I can't argue with you on that one, but I love you. There is no one else I want to be with. At least not forever. I mean, if Frida Kahlo wants to make out with me in heaven, then you and I are going to have a conversation. But if you read my file and you're good, then we're good. Unless there's something in your file that would freak me out, like you kept out a library book past the due date. <laughs> no, but I moved, and it, it got buried in the bottom of a box. I put the library in my will to make up for no, I'm it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Relax. Let's go back to work. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like the library book was meant to be a joke, and then she was like, <laughs> "But, but, 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 but like, it's like so lame." Yeah, he put the library in his will to make up for it. I thought that was. I thought that was. Good. I know. Like, <laughs> it's just. But again, you know, we had this pretty decent stretch of the episode go by before we even said anything at all, and that does kind of speak to it. There's, there's not a, a ton to say about it, um, and they're they're kind of beating a dead horse with it. Um, so. Like, it's supposed to be funny that Chi now thinks he's the lame one. Like, that's the twist. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It, it, it's, it's not... It's not that you're too bad for me. It's that I'm not good enough for you. Oh. Which I've, I... Again, going back to, you know, uh, the, the conversation how it pertains to yours truly. Like, yeah, I had to grapple with that when, when you know, dating my lady... You not know, me. I'm a catch. Anybody's lucky to have me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you take a selfie of you in that in that bathrobe. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is not sexy time bathrobe. This is comfort comfortable time bathrobe. Oh, and the ladies will be comfortable too. They'll they're going to be swiping right. <laughs> on, on. <laughs> is that wait? Is that a good direction? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good direction. Unless unless there's been an update. <laughs> I I don't know. I I'm I'm not actually even currently on a dating app and I it's you know, I I think about this from time to time. And I just don't I I don't know that that's for me. You know, I I've I've done it. I did it for for a little while. It's just, it never came to anything really, you know, solid, and it, it just seems like it's, it's just one more avenue for, uh, for, for rejection and depression, and it's just like, who needs it? Uh, well, well, with that attitude. <laughs> I mean, that is how I like to approach almost any new endeavor. <laughs> who needs it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, let's let's slog through the rest of this episode. <laughs> now, when I press this lever, Tahani will enter the scenario that Megan has designed that will test her ethical decision making. Obviously, in the real test, the humans won't know they're being tested. But this should be a good practice run. Everyone ready? Order. 
Why, yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so, a couple of things. We're not using chainsaw bears anymore. Remember? Right. Okay, yeah. What else? It was mainly that one thing. Why don't you try again? And remember that the challenges your test subject faces should be smaller and, and more relatable. Okay. Order, it's salmon crudite. Is it farm-raised salmon? Because I prefer to support sustainable fishing. <clears throat> Mondays, am I right? You said smaller and more relatable. The bear is smaller. Humans hate Mondays and love bacon. What do you want from me, Michael? Chainsaw bear is my favorite thing. Yeah. I, I it they, might be my favorite thing in the entire episode. Yeah. I mean, how can it not be? I mean, chainsaw bear. Um, there is one thing that we need to point out here, though, um, that um, as horrible and rotten as the bad place is, they have a holodeck. Yeah, that, that was yeah. solid. That was that was pretty fucking great. Yeah. They have, they have the holodeck. I mean, and, does the good again, place have a holodeck? No, no. Uh, well, I don't want to go there then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also, she's not wrong. People hate Mondays and they love bacon. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if I want to get sliced up by a chainsaw bear, I want to wear that get shirt. Sliced up by a tiny chainsaw bear that you can relate to. <laughs> yep. I I feel like that chainsaw bear gets me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Before it gets you. Yeah. It gets me before it gets me. <laughs> oh, semantics. Can I try? I can show them what you're trying to do. Fine, Vicky. Um, go ahead. Now, first, I need to get into Tahani's headspace. Hello, love. Pish posh, tuna and pickles. I once played <coughs> billiards with Questlove and Olivia Munn. Yeah, there she is. Okay, just give me a second. <laughs> That's pretty good. Ooh. It is. Just finished reading up about James Buchanan. Definitely, at least a little by. I'm gonna put him in the maybe pile. <laughs> uh, I want nachos. Is there a snack bar here? Oh God, I'm gonna want nachos. I know you're upset. You have a tell. I do. Yeah, you told Eleanor before that you were upset, and I think you still are. <laughs> Looking at Eleanor's life made me realize how different we are. If the system works, and we both pass our tests, I don't see any version of eternity where she doesn't get bored of me. I mean, my fake heaven was a 600-square-foot apartment that was essentially a bookcase and a toilet, and I loved it. So what? It's cool that you guys are so different. Sometimes two people who have nothing in common get together and it rules. Opposites attract. Well, you need that to be true because you're dating Janet. <laughs> Ultimate opposites. So what are you saying? Janet might get bored of me? No, that's not. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean. Man, on. No, Jason, come back. I. <sighs> I wish I were back in my toilet library. And um, so, Jason, of course, in this situation is the equivalent of the Jay and Silent Bob together. Right. Uh, but did you yeah. see some of the names that they had on the board? Mister Rogers was the big one that stood out to me. I think I saw Rosa Parks on there and Eleanor Roosevelt as well. Um, yeah, I, I saw. I saw um, Erasmus. Uh, Mr. Rogers, Frederick Douglass, 
Wait, did you say Aerosmith? No, Aerosmith doesn't go heaven in any version. <laughs> especially, oh, yes, especially uh, mid '90s gay grip Aerosmith. Well, I would yeah, venture no. most of the '80s too. Just yeah, it's it's bad. Plus, I mean, any guy who puts his daughter as a subject of sexual affection in his own music videos I'm talking about Steven and Liv Tyler uh, right yeah no that's immediate one way ticket to the bad place yeah that's turning some cylindrical and making it two dimensional uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there yeah you see what I did there I, I'm yeah I'm you're welcome <laughs> going to be dreadful. The rumor is that the label is going to drop her. I heard she may have to fly home coach and check a bag. Whatever that means. <laughs> Thank you everyone for coming to celebrate our daughter Camilla. I know you're all very busy these days. Just look at our other daughter Tahani. She had to come straight from the gym. <laughs> Would anyone like to say a few words of praise about Camilla's latest oh, album yeah. or <laughs> any other aspect of Camilla? There are so many to celebrate. Perhaps Tahani should speak. She's had her share of failures recently. Celebrating me could be therapeutic. Certainly. I can say something, but I have no idea what. Goodness, this is hard. Well done, Vicky. That was quite good. For the system, for me, it was rather traumatic. Okay, it's like her parents were the chainsaw bear, but instead of chopping off her head, they chopped off her self-esteem? Yes, Megan, good. Take what you know about them and then force them into moments of personal difficulty. Think of it as flattening the penises of their heart. Oh, now oh, it makes sense. Why don't you go deeper into her file and look for other ways to challenge her? Whoa, 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 whoa. slow down. Uh, flattening, flattening the pieces, the penises of the heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a ton to say about this other than, you know, Vicky does a good job. Uh, mm-hmm. I really mostly paused because I just got a text from my mom that said, happy Hanukkah. So I, w- I was definitely right. Um, that's yeah. that's all. Just an update on on the. I I was correct about it being uh, Hanukkah. I mean, congratulations. I'm more Jewish than you. <laughs> I know where I know when Hanukkah is. I guessed without even looking. It's like it. It was like it was in my bones. Dude, my son came. I picked up my son from school today. He told me that today was Hanukkah or tonight was Hanukkah. I'm saying so. You heard my four-year-old son is more Jewish than you. No, no, okay, no. See, this is where I'm saying you're wrong. This is where I'm saying you're wrong because you heard it from your son, who heard it from school. I just I knew it too out of the air. I'm just saying I picked it out of the air. I just knew it in my bones, in the fiber of my of my Jewish being. I, okay. I I knew that it was Hanukkah. I'm giving I'm, it. I'm, okay, I'm giving you this. Well, I have to. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the going back to the the, the subject at hand, um, Vicky. This is actually the one episode where I'm actually rooting for her, and I suppose that's like poetic. Uh, that it well, takes. That's where. 
as we're about to get to, Michael's things are very petty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, let, let, let's, let's get to the thing. But yeah, I, I, I concur. It's like, oh, you know, Vicky gets it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did not like what, what Michael did here. Slow down. Vicky's example was fine. There was some good stuff there. But overall, uh, C plus. It was a C plus, I'd say. There's some problems with it, some technical issues that only I can see and everything. So basically, it actually kind of stunk. So I think it's just best if you leave, Vicky. This is not working. You're bad at this. C plus. Okay. Goodbye. Wow. Same old Michael. Just can't share the spotlight. Hmm. Well, goodbye, everyone. That's a wrap on Vicky. <laughs> Even when you kind of like her, you kind of like don't like her because she says shit like, "Oh, that's a wrap on Vicky." With the with the jazz hands, with the, yeah. But uh, you know, I I I I don't want to name the current uh, demon in chief, but uh, Michael's movie was very that thing. Like uh, you know, when when he's when he's saying uh, when he's denying that Vicky was good at something. Mm-hmm. Uh, by saying she wasn't, and in fact it stunk. <laughs> Just saying, effectively denying reality. Michael, why did you fire Vicky? Look, I know she did well on the first test, but it's beginner's luck. There's an X factor here, uh, a secret sauce that only I truly know how to pour over the the juicy s- steak of this <laughs> process. I've never said this before, but what? Not only is Vicky good, he's obviously never eaten good at teaching steak. the others. Well, that's the problem. She's moving too fast. We have to learn how to walk before we can run. So first you thought it would take forever, and now it's moving too fast. First of all, you know, uh, shut up. And, and second of all, just shut up. It's obvious what's going on here. You don't want your nemesis to be the one to solve your problem. I know that feeling. Once on Earth, I didn't know something, and I had to ask Alexa. I felt dirty. <laughs> no, that's not it. I'm upset because for hundreds of years, I've had a job. First, it was finding a better way to torture humans, then helping them, then proving the system was broken, then teaching the demons. I had to roll a rock up a hill over and over, and then it kept rolling down, so I had to do it again. And then Vicky comes along with this, like, rock lifter thing and just lifts it to the top of the hill. Pushing the rock up the hill gave me a purpose. Who am I if the rock's gone? Ironically, that's exactly what Vin Diesel asked me when Dwayne Johnson refused to appear in Fast and the Furious 9. Not helpful? Did that actually happen? Yeah, that actually did happen. And actually, uh, I mean, it's a good... I wrote down good story or corporate synergy, you just said. Because Fast and Furious so, Nine, well, Fast and Furious Nine for if you didn't know, because I I know you watch, um, was supposed to come out uh, last summer, you know, of this year, but you know, COVID. So right, I mean, and you know, NBC Universal does own this show, so synergy. 
But yes, that did looking, happen. I was looking to see who wrote this episode because I, I'm. I don't know. It's it. Didn't love it. Uh, and it's Jen Statsky who wrote other. Um, who wrote other episodes? Oops, she did write a couple of good ones too. So I don't know what happened here. Um, she wrote the episode that introduced Mindy St. Clair, called Mindy St. Clair. Um, and she wrote. Let's see, which one is this? Oh, she wrote the one where they visit the bad place, um, which was Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent. Um, <laughs> and so that one was a good one, too. And then... What was Everything is Bonzer? Oh, okay, it's it's when they're in Australia. Yeah. Um, and you know she's... Well, she's also written for, uh, she wrote, uh, she's written for Parks and Rec. She's written for Broad City. Uh, so it's some great stuff, but for some reason this episode just kind of stinks. I mean, the, the more... Well, it's not just think... one person who writes a show. I mean, one person gets the credit. This is true, and I, from what I've heard about the writing stuff of this show in particular, is that you that you would turn in your your episode, and Michael Sure would have some pretty heavy uh, hand in in shaping it as part of the overall arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's because even Michael's had some amazing, heartfelt, gut wrenching speeches, and this was not one of them. Yeah, it does seem out of character for him. I'm not inspired when he tells. Well, for, well, for one, he tells Jan to shut up. Yeah, and for another thing, shut up. <laughs> um, but I did like Janet's thing about feeling dirty about asking Alexa a question. <laughs> I did like I that was solid. Well, I did like the. Um, I don't like the beginning of the speech. But I did like the um, how vulnerable he seemed when he said, uh, "I, who am I? Like, I, like I've been rolling, pushing the rock up the hill." He over sticks and over. the landing, but I think it's that's more credit to Ted Danson than the writing. Yeah, um, because even the the like the the clunkiness of it's like she comes along with some rock lifter thingy and lifts the rock up. <laughs> uh, you know that's. I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a little lazy. Some people are born to do this, you know. And <laughs> yeah. anyhow, I don't know. Honestly, Michael, I don't know what's to become of you or any of us. But getting Vicky back is the best chance to make your plan work now. So focus on that and deal with the future in the future. Hey. Um, I'm sorry I said that before, man. No, you were right. 
Janet and I are different. Maybe it can't last. Maybe we're like the Montagues and Capulets. How do you know that? I read some books, man. Jeez. Or, or watched a movie with Claire Danes and Leo. Maybe on paper, you and right, Janet don't yeah. make total sense, but who cares? The relationship you have built together is wonderful. She knows you and loves you, and that's all that matters. Do you really believe that? Of course I do. <laughs> Sucker! Sorry? I got you so bad. Dude, pretend what you just said was what you said to you instead of to me. And you have to listen to yourself because it was already in your own head and then came out. But just put it back in your head and realize that it was you talking about you and Eleanor. Against all odds, I know what you mean and I, I gotta give it up. That was, that was good. Yeah, it was. Chess mate. <laughs> So that's the equivalent of the Jay and Silent Bob speech uh, from Jason yeah. Amy, as Jason is definitely the Jay and Silent Bob. What? Yeah, it's Silent Bob's part that's suddenly very profound. Yeah. But here's what kind of is starting to bug me at this point. I guess it's taken like me four times watching this episode to realize that they constantly have to point out how much they underestimate Jason. Like, yeah, uh, this was like his ultimate psych uh, mm-hmm. moment, and uh, it's it. I, I don't know if it's because I'm uh, I'm, I'm pretty tired, and it, you know, the longer we talk about this episode, the more it falls apart. Yeah, um, but I did not feel this way about it last night, but watching it again tonight, it's. Um, it's just like, yeah, we get it. Uh, Jason has his his moments of, mm-hmm. of profound clarity couched in stupidity. Yeah, it's like the joke was funny like two seasons ago. Well, even just a couple episodes ago. Yeah. I'm just... It, it, I think it bugs me um, even more just because... Um, like, are you aware of the kind of the controversy that Megan, um, the writer Megan and Ram started or uh, was a part of earlier this year? Not really. I, I I knew I heard there was something, but I didn't really know what it was. Um, so I, I can kind of give you the brief thing, and then uh, before she was even a writer for the show, she ma- tweeted something derogatory about Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, so when someone pulled up that tweet, um, earlier in the year, um, I think it was after the show was over, um, they of course pointed to the fact that the main Asian American character is a doofus, uh, um, as proof that her tweet was not, you know, was the evidence of something more of how she feels about the Asian American community. Even though she's not the show creator or show runner. Right. But because she's was a probably helped develop the character. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I, I just 
having him be constantly the doofus who has to that when he does something smart that becomes like a joke in itself um yeah or that he immediately ruins it by saying something like chess mate yeah like i'm it's old and it doesn't make them look any better no it doesn't but also i i think that it's another argument for why it's good that the show had the lifespan that it did because honestly another season of of that it it would have it would have more than worn out its welcome yeah um and you know, you can even just look at a show like The Office where, you know, there are characters that that I really enjoyed in the first, you know, half of the show. And then by the, the time you know, it got to the end, and like this person is just uh, like a, you know, freaking uh, like cardboard cutout of themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh, like who is the one guy? He was one of the accountants, and by the end of the show, he was just a, like a blithering idiot, and he was not that way early on. Well, the accountants—he was the large, balding guy. It's Kevin, isn't it? Kevin, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, but. I mean, just to kind of draw a parallel like that, that that was something where some of those characters went on for like five seasons too long. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm just, uh, as someone who love, like genuinely loves Jason, Mm -hmm. the character because of how, um, fearless in himself he is, uh, through most of the show. Uh, definitely in the previous, the, He's also one of the most honest people in the show. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, though it's he has a number of endearing qualities mm. that um, that I think are are part of why they can get away with some of the things that they do to him. Because if if he was just a fucking idiot throughout the entire show, it would have been unwatchable. Yeah. No, and, and just just have him be this. Uh, this episode does not reflect well on him, and it just really... Uh, well, it's, it's really so, annoying is, me today. <laughs> I, for it's, it's why, you know, I looked to... Uh, it's why I looked to see who the writer was and why I'm kind of shocked that they wrote so many episodes for the show because it feels to me like between Jason and Michael, at least, that they didn't have a firm grasp of who the characters were or who they had become. Mm-hmm. But this is somebody who'd written, you know, like, I don't know, 10 episodes of the show. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a little mind boggling because it, it feels like, uh, I like somebody who doesn't like, it feels almost like somebody's spec script, like somebody who hadn't lived with the characters for a long time. And who was just kind of giving us a facsimile of him. 
Yeah, it's it's bad on a number of levels. I just, I, and again, like I just, it's literally like let's just do this one and we'll be done with it. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. It's just this episode's this episode is just unnecessary and it just. <laughs> Which, like I said, again, is odd for, you know, it, there are only, I think, three episodes left. So. Yeah. Do you have any more notes? There she is. <laughs> I actually have no more notes. I don't Do either. <laughs> so, I mean, we've got five minutes left of the show, and neither one of us has any notes about it. I mean, we'll wrap it up. I mean, do you want, like, let's just wrap it up. Like, Michael apologizes to Vicky, and... Michael apologizes to Vicky. Uh, uh, Chidi, uh, you know, talks about how, um, you know, Jason's thing was right. Um, yep. And that he and Eleanor are cool. And uh, and they get on a golden balloon to the good place. Yep. <laughs> the end. That's it. The end. <laughs> um, there we go. Um, it's what is it like? What did they say? It's like one point two eight Jeremy Baramies later or something like. Yeah, that? Yeah, that was the only other thing. It was like one point two eight Jeremy Baramies later that they build everything Which, and it would have been funnier if it was one point twenty one Jeremy Baramies later, because oh. then it would have had a tie in to uh, like a reference to Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. That's true, but one point one point twenty one gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> what what the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um speaking of which, uh I kind of here here's a good way to end this, I guess. Um I I uh That's that yeah, let's do that because we just we just shat all over the episode. Yeah. And kind of gave a lame ending to it. Well, you know, there's um there are other podcasts that follow our formula uh, of talking about uh, talking about a TV show and then using what? it and using what? it to talk about uh, other things. Um, you know what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I haven't heard the podcast, but I heard about this other show called uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, um, where. <laughs> Where uh, they, one of the I, I, co-hosts described it to uh, Mark Marin as we discuss the show and we just talk about other things instead of the show. Um, yeah, I, I I did listen to that interview with Zach Braff. And, yeah, and um, I was like, that's just like our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like this is validation. And apparently, people like this show. Um, I would, you know, for I would just like to state that we were around long before Zach Braff and Donald Faison decided to do their show. Well, well as I said, us, and we were copying no as one I else said, that came before. Us. As I was about to say, we've influenced Zach Braff, man. <laughs> we've got Mark Evan Jackson turning tail. We've got Zach Braff calling <laughs> us an influence. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention how the uh, the episode of fake doctors and real friends uh that was on today was actually discussing the first episode that michael j fox was on oh so no scrubs. i scrubs yeah, yeah I, which which was a, it's one of my fa- that michael j fox arc 
on mm-hmm. Scrubs is one of my favorite. The the um. Uh, well, you've watched all of Scrubs. I've right? seen. Yeah, I, I know the episodes to which you refer. This um, this arc that's coming up because you've got you've got two episodes with Michael J. Fox. You've got um, you've got the uh, you've got Turk and Carla's wedding coming up. I think. Yeah, that's one of the next ones. And then you've also got um, the uh, return of Brendan Fraser's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, even though the, the show's like 20 years old, I still have qualms about spoiling it, but it leads to one of the, um, John C. McGinley, who plays Dr. Cox. Yep. His, what he does with his character, mm-hmm. uh, in response to what happens with Brendan Fraser's character is some of the best acting that I've ever seen. It's true. I, and yeah, it's but um, it, you're, you're absolutely right. But to my point, um, I just want to say that uh, Zach Braff uh, validated us on Marin. Just- <laughs> <laughs> um, so well, Garn you know, State himself said, "It's you know he didn't give us credit because I mean." Rarely do the pioneers, the trailblazers, <laughs> do get the credit. Yeah, we're we're the guys that get to say they wouldn't have they wouldn't have been where they are today if it wasn't for us doing the work behind them. Yep, we're the ones who blazed the trail. So yeah. you're welcome, Zach Braff. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of wanted to end it on that, you know, and on that positive note that we've influenced, you know, Mr. Big Time Director, Dak Braff, on that. So that was I enjoyed that conversation. I did too. That 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 uh, Braff and old, old Braffy, as I like to call him. Um, I don't. It's the first and last time I've ever done. That. <laughs> uh. All right. Anything else that you want to talk about before we uh, before we mosey on out of podcast land? Uh, you want me to do my Tom Waits impersonation one more time? No. <laughs> and I promise I will never do my. Uh, I will never sing a Tina Turner song or a parody <laughs> of a Tina Turner song ever again. What if I do Tom Waits doing the Tina Turner song? No. <laughs> Yeah, I, if anyone's made it this summer, you know, this far in the episode to even hear the poignant moment that just transpired, uh, just don't <laughs> don't ruin it, man. <laughs> oh man! All right, two well, more episodes left, dude. Two more yeah, episodes left. Two more. That's it. That's it. Are you ready? Well, and I think. The we're gonna have to talk about this. Do we have to break up the last episode into two parts? Is it a one-hour episode or is it? You, you know it is. Is it? Yeah. You know I haven't seen it long. since we since we uh, did our live show. Yeah. Yeah, it's fifteen minutes long. Yeah, that's. 
We might. It's either going to be an extra long what the fork. Are we going to Harry? Are we going to Harry Pyre this motherfucker? One and two. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it off mic. There's nothing. There's nothing more more stimulating or scintillating than to listen to uh, to people map out the course of their podcast while they're still <laughs> recording. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. There's if there's maybe I'll rewatch it, and if there's a natural break, it might be it might be worth doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know though. It's not like we've never done a two plus hour podcast before. No, never. <laughs> um, if we manage to stay on topic and only talk about the episode, uh, we might be able to do it. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. You're a funny man. You're funny a funny guy. You're a funny man of bathrobe. <laughs> Yep. All right, sir. Well, uh, well. Oh, yeah. Um, if if you wanna if you wanna keep great content like this going, um, you can be sure to, uh, to support the show. Be sure to support the. Sh- I don't know. If you want to support the show, whatever. Um, the hoot and waddle sale is going to be over by the time this posts, but you can still order masks and shirts and pillows and clocks and all sorts of shit from. Uh, from uh, Redbubble. Just follow the link in the show notes. Get that and, merch. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, but beyond that... Christmas is coming, know. and it's already Hanukkah time. Come on. Right, exactly. And uh, things are going to take forever to ship, too, because the post office is understaffed. So, obviously, you won't get your, you know, uh, you know, mask the four-cup chili baby's mask by the time the eighth day of Hanukkah, you know. No. But no, uh, but you know, one more serious note, it, it's COVID fucking rampant right now. So seriously, whatever mask you have, mask the fork up, please. Cause, uh, we care about each and every one of you and, mm-hmm. uh, and above all, take it sleazy, chili babies. Oh, God. And I am hitting stop. This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, Go to patreon.com forward slash hootenwaddle.